Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin C. Joined this week by my co-host, Cam, and the chairman, Stephen Vincent. And we are here to preview AEW Revolution taking place this coming uh, Sunday, March 5th. Uh, California, first big California pay-per-view in San Francisco. Uh, they've been on the West Coast pretty much all week. They got an eight-match card at the moment as we sit here and record Thursday night. Of course, that doesn't mean AEW can't add another match at some point, maybe on Rampage, maybe on Saturday, who knows? I mean, eight matches, one match being an Ironman match, that's like a guaranteed four-and-a-half-hour card. I mean, we've kind of been we've been pretty critical of AEW here recently on you know the show when we've talked about it, and it's just this card, too. It's like nothing's really clicking as far as build for me. Um, you know, outside of like the Moxley Adam Page match and maybe just the fact that Jamie Hayter is defending the women's title and they kind of I don't necessarily think they rushed Christian and Jungle Boy over these last few weeks, but Christian back now setting up that match after he got back from his injury. But I mean, for me, it's a car that I don't plan on buying legally uh, for a pay-per-view. I'll probably find another way to watch it. Um, but yeah, I mean this, I think, you know, we talk about it a lot of time, like, but I really feel like this time it really is what like the weakest build AEW has had in a long time. And the matches, I think don't, I kind of reflect that. And I think, you know, the ratings outside of the one last week also reflect that as well. Uh, so I'll ask you chairman first, just what are your thoughts going into the show on Sunday? This is not worth the $50 price tag. I'm sorry. I mean, MJF and Brian Danielson has probably been the one match that they've put some time and energy into and you're you know i'm a little more invested in that match and i think the women's triple threat match you know jamie Hayter, soraya and ruby Soho, there's some potential there but like the rest of the stuff like jericho was never any feuds this time with freaky starks you know joe wardlow you know christian cage jungle boy jack perry it's like we've seen these guys in programs for months on months it's like the four-way tight titles it's like it's just a hot mess there i mean the Elite and House of Black, like, there's actually no build to that at all. They just threw it on the dartboard and said, here we go. Like, that could have been a really good build if they would have put some time and energy into it. So, overall, this just doesn't scream my money or time. I'll watch uh, Last of Us that night instead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll find it's March, it's basketball season, you know, if I find a way to watch it, like, at the time I'll do it. I mean, there's a UFC pay-per-view that night, too. I can go to a bar and pay $10 or $15 for a couple drinks and watch that there instead. But uh, what are your thoughts, Cam? I mean, I'm in the same boat. I haven't legally watched a uh, <laughs> AEW pay-per-view in a while. Um, I mean, outside of the main event, I mean, they're just, they're not doing nothing that really, really gets me going. I mean, I, I, I've enjoyed Jericho being like the dickhead heel who's trying to hold down, you know, the up and coming guys. And I, I think that's been okay. Um, the tag team stuff's completely fallen off for me. I mean, we'll talk about the, the main event from last night here in a little while. I mean, I just, I don't think they've been doing anything, even with the new additions to the women's division. It's just AEW hasn't really been that great. And, you know, it's not to say the WWE has been fantastic by any stretch of the man imagination. There's been some, some, some funny stuff happening with the WWE over the last few months, but I mean, they have had the superior product and I just think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've said it a million times. I'm not sure why Tony Khan, we're three years into it. They need to figure out something with a streaming service or something because $50 for a pay-per-view. I mean, they're not hitting million pay-per-view buys. I think they did at one time. Um, a few hundred thousand people. I mean, I get it, but if you get a few, if you get a few million people to pay five, ten dollars a month, I mean, that's way more money. But what do I know? 
All right, let's get into uh, this eight-match card and give our predictions here. After the first two WWE shows uh, for the year so far, Chairman Leeds, he's eight and two. I am seven and three, and Cam is six and four. So that's how we stand right now after the first two WWE pay-per-view shows. Uh, let's start with, let's see, we brought it up. Uh, let's start with this trios match here. We got the Elite defending against the House of Black. And like you guys said, it's like, like these matches just thrown together. And, you know, there's always, there's already the rumors that, you know, about Kenny possibly being a free agent coming up and the WWE interested in signing him. I mean, for me, the way I look at this is, though, I get that Kenny's having fun with the Bucks, but I really think that Kenny Omega, the guy that's considered to be one of the best wrestlers on the planet, even though he's kind of getting up there in age and has had injuries, he needs to separate himself from the Young Bucks. I mean, I understand you're having fun with your buddies and all that, but at the same time, it's like, Dude, you're one of the best wrestlers in the world, and you're kind of being treated more like a comedy, almost upper mid-card guy right now when you're hanging out with these guys, you know, doing that fucking basketball thing they did on the one episode of Rampage coming out in basketball uniforms after before the All-Star game or the three-point, I don't remember what it was. It's just like, dude, like, you just had a match-of-the-year candidate uh, with Will Ospreay early, like, at the start of this year, and you're back to kind of doing this stuff here with them. I mean... Who knows what the future holds with Kenny and the, and AEW going forward. Um, but I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and pick House of Black to win this match because I think that the Elite as the trios champions haven't been really doing that much. I mean, they're just going out there and having matches with random trios teams. But I think giving it to the House of Black maybe reestablishes them as a group and kind of gets them more focused going forward and actually having a point to exist rather than just cutting backstage promos. So I will go ahead and pick a title change here and go with House of Black. Uh, Chairman, who are you going to go with? It's like I said before, I wish this would have got some build to it. Like last night, you heard the old carry on my wayward son they're on stage and then all of a sudden blackout and then boom house of blacks there and it's like all right cool <laughs> so there's really no build to this really i mean it's disappointing but i mean the match i'm sure will be fantastic because you got some phenomenal workers in there but i totally agree with you justin like we need the kenny omega back that went toe-to-toe Phil osprey in new japan earlier this year which was only like two months ago i guess but you know it's like there's Kenny that can put on these banger matches and obviously his hourglass is definitely winding down probably because he is probably pushing 40 here. So it's like, how many more miles does he have left? I mean, AJ Styles is obviously later forties and he's still putting on bangers, you know, before his injury, but so he, he might have some time left, but it's like, he's 39, by the way, he turns 40 October 16th. Yeah. Yeah. Say I knew he's like a few months younger than me, but it's like, you know, hanging out the young bucks, like, I almost feel like the Young Bucks need to go back to the regular tag division and build that back up because that's a hot mess right now. I mean, the Gun Club, Jeff Jarrett, really? Like, that division needs some freaking saving. Um, so put the Young Bucks back over there and can you go back to singles? But as much as we want to see that, I say the Elite still retain. They're going to be the champs still. As much as I want to see that go away, I don't see it right now. All right, and who are you going with, Cam? Um, I'm going. I'm going with the elite as well. I think there's a. I think we're going to see maybe a couple of title changes, but I also think we're going to see some retains. Um, everything that you mentioned, I think it would be great. I mean, House of Black isn't booked very strong. I mean, you can kind of compare them to Judgment Day or the Judgment Day WWE. You know, heel faction that you know gets some wins but doesn't really come up big in the big matches. Um, hopefully, other than Rhea at WrestleMania here in a few weeks. Um, but I mean, the elite, they just got the titles. I mean, 
they did the silly promos like Justin talked about them playing basketball and stuff. It's whatever. The Young Bucks are also Clippers fans, so like that's that should tell you everything you need to know about the Young Bucks is that they fucking like the Clippers. Um, yeah, I think they're gonna win here. I don't really see. I mean, I love House of Black. I think everyone in that group is fantastic, but I just don't see them hot shotting the titles right away. I mean, I think it's got to be. I mean, no disrespect, but I think it needs to be a little bit bigger moment. And this match, I mean, probably opens the show maybe, like great high spots and stuff, get the crowd all riled up, but the Young Bucks and Kenny retain. All right, you brought up, we mentioned it a couple times here. Let's go to the tag title match here. The Guns, the Gun Club versus the Acclaim against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and against Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, who won their uh, the match last night to get in. And Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett won last week. And... Oh, man, remember when the tag division was uh, the best thing going in AEW, and now you've got, you know, the acclaimed who everybody thought were all of a sudden we're going to get this big push, just losing the titles quickly. Penta and Phoenix, nowhere to be found. Uh, you had Aussie Open, who was there uh, last week for this match and for, to qualify, and they didn't win. Um, I don't, this match is just, I don't even know where to start with this match. I'll let you start. Where, where do you start with this match, Chairman? Um, Hot pile of garbage <laughs> like orange cassidy i keep forgetting he's like the atlantic champion and i'm like oh that right that belt's still thing i keep forgetting and you know i'm like whatever um dan Housen, you know he is what he is he's entertaining but i can't take the dude serious obviously and jay lethal and jeff jarrett is like tna impact like hall of fame 2006 re-emerged or whatever it's like jeepers like the next you have Kurt Angle run out. I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, it's probably gonna come down to the guns and the acclaimed. Billy Gunn probably gets involved. I mean, I don't know who's gonna win or care. I mean, this tag division's been kind of not good. Like I said before, the Young Bucks need to go back and reestablish it. I mean, we don't know what FTR status is with the company. Are they coming back? Are they moving on? I mean, don't know of that. I mean, despite the guns just winning the titles, I mean, do they escape this or does it go back to the acclaimed? I mean, obviously the champs don't have to be pinned here. I don't know. This this sucks. I'm just gonna say the guns retain because they just won the titles, and I don't know. You could take them off them, but I don't see any really reason to to do it either. And it's just gonna get cheap heat, so why not? All right, yeah, it's funny seeing you know FTR taking their break and how quickly the AEW fan base is already turning on them, considering they've been kind of bad mouth in AEW. Uh, or Dax has at least over his last couple uh, podcast online appearances. Uh, who are you going with, Cam? Um, I want to preface this saying last night the tag team match. You know, it was a weird match. I had this thought, and I was like, Justin's going to kill me for saying this on the podcast. But I really think that the kingdom would probably fit in much better in the WWE than they would in AEW. And, I mean, at least they would add another layer of tag team in the WWE. Um, but in this match, I mean, I'm going with the acclaimed. I think they're just going to hot shot it right back, get a pay-per-view pop. Um, will they be the first two-time tag champs or have the Bucks already done that? Then Do either of you guys know that? If anyone's two-time? I feel uh... like someone two-time champs. I can look it up real quick. I'm on the Bucks Wikipedia page. AEW, where are you? AEW, AEW. Uh, Bucks did win two it times. Twice. Yeah, they did won it twice. Yep. Yeah, I say I think they were the ones that have won it twice. Um, but I mean, either way, I still I think the acclaim win here. It's it's 
they just hot shot the titles right back to him. Maybe it was just a misstep by Kenny or by Kenny by uh, by Tony Khan, and he, you know, f- fixing his mistake. Who knows? Um, I mean, I would pop for fucking Jay Lethal and and Jeff Jarrett winning the tag team titles though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's twenty was twenty twenty three. It's Jeff Jarrett. You never know what could happen. That guy is going to be around this wrestling business forever. He's still got that global force gold uh, that he's got. He probably has cashed away somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm on the same boat. When they put the titles on the guns, I was like, really? The guns? Like the the jobber comedy tag team? You know, I know they had a few at the acclaim, but come on. And it's like, it's not it's not AEW standard to kind of hotshot titles back and forth like that. So I don't really know if they're going to end up doing that. But at the same time, like you said, I could I just don't think the guns are working as tag champions. If you want, I mean, am I, do I really want to see the guns having matches? Like I said, with the likes of if, if they come back, FTR, Aussie Open, the Young Bucks, Penta and Phoenix. Like, come on. And then, like you said, Orange Cassidy and Dan Howes and a team that's not even really a team. And instead, like why why couldn't you do something with Butcher and the Blade and put them in the match? You know, a tag team like that, a tag team that's been around AEW for a long time. Uh, but I'll go ahead and say the Acclaim retain the titles here. I mean, I don't really know. I, I know they don't really hot shot titles back and forth like that in AEW, but I just don't see the guns as a long-term solution in the tag team division here. Uh, let's go to the TNT title match with Samoa Joe taking on Wardlow. Uh, of course, the big thing here is F is, um, when Wardlow got his head or his ponytail cut off after the last match with Joe. Um, so that's kind of been the build up here. I'll let you cam go here first. Who do you got? I mean, I think this is the one of two title changes, uh, at the pay-per-view. Um, I love Samoa Joe, everything he's done for wrestling. Um, I mean, if they're not going to try to re-push Wardlow, I think this is the perfect time to do it. They need to maybe try to recapture fire in case MJF retains and MJF's going to need a new opponent. Um, I just personally think, I think Wardlow's going to win this match. I mean, I think everything's kind of building for him to win the match. Uh, Joe retains, you know, he's retained before he was the Ring of Honor champion. I think it's just time to kind of, or the Ring of Honor TV champion, excuse me. Uh, I think it's kind of just time to put the the title back on Wardlow and let him see what he can do in the mid card, you know, and have some fresh matchups and stuff. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, hey, at least the TNT title is actually getting a match on an AEW pay-per-view. That's got to count for something, I guess, at least. Uh, But like you said, he's, he's the Ring of Honor World Television Champion at the moment. You know, Ring of Honor's got TV tapings. I actually think they're going on as we speak. They're airing them as we speak. They've already been taped. I could see Joe playing a bigger part in Ring of Honor going forward than he would be for AEW. And like you said, Warlow was a guy. You got, you know, everybody was, they did that whole months and months long thing with that, waiting for people, him to turn on MJF. And then they do, and then MJF and his match gets overshadowed because of the whole contract situation with him with AEW. And then Wardlow wins the title, and they try to make him look like Goldberg walking from the back, not realizing that's something that can only be done once in a lifetime, and Wardlow and his stupid music don't really make it work. Uh, so they got to do something to kind of recapture Wardlow's potential here, and I agree with you, Cam, that I think it's time for a title change. Get the TNT title off of Joe, put it on Wardlow, and try to build him back up as a future potential star for you in AEW, because guess what? Uh, Wardlow is definitely the kind of guy that even, I know it's not Vince in charge anymore, but I'm sure Triple H will look at and say, uh, hey, 
this guy uh, is potential with us going forward. So I'm going with Wardlow too. Uh, who do you got, Chairman? Well, regardless who wins, Powerhouse Hobbs won the Sonic the Hedgehog ring last night. So I believe he is next in line for a TNT championship match. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously those three have all had, you know, interactions with one another, whether it be Joe and uh, Wardlow. But I think Wardlow will win here, too. I think it's just Joe's obviously older, and I agree with you guys. You know, I think he's going to be more focused on Ring of Honor stuff than AEW probably. I mean, it's probably lighter schedule with Ring of Honor than AEW, I'm sure, too. And Wardlow is obviously someone that needs need to propel back to the top again. You know, he lost some steam, I felt, last year after that whole MJF thing where they could have made him a huge star. And then they kind of just didn't capitalize, I feel like. So maybe this is kind of a redemption. You know, maybe you could build Wardlow back up. You know, obviously he beat MJF last year at um, double or nothing. And obviously they both could be champions and there could be an interaction some point down the road, you know, if they're both champions, would said and it kind of happens. And I mean, Wardlow obviously teased, you know, back when Punk was still AEW champion, you know, that he was interested in that title. So Wardlow's definitely the guy they need to build around him. He's one of the few AEW kind of non-WWE guys that you have on their roster. So he's the one that you just need to really freaking step behind. Otherwise, you know, he could always jump ship to the other side. You never know. I hear some rumors that some AEW guys' contracts are running up and, tampering since are happening oh no heaven forbid there's contract tampering like in every other business ever i'm sure tony khan will go on some kind of binge on twitter to complain about it when it does happen uh let's go to no holds barred match christian against jungle boy if you just kind of been it was kind of unfortunately put off to the side when uh christian injured his arm and couldn't wrestle so we're bringing it back here it feels a little bit rushed to be doing it i don't know maybe this is me uh i thought christian did actually cut a really good promo last night on dynamite uh you know good way to get heel heat that's always a positive uh, it's tough for me to take Jungle Boy seriously. Like, I don't know. Like, I think he's a good wrestler, but him trying to act, have him act like a, I don't know. Like, him trying to act like a badass tough guy just doesn't work for me a lot from time to time. Uh, so i just not really that big of a fan of that. Uh, I'm sure the match will be good. You know, Christian will go out of his way to work and make him look good and make Jungle Boy look good. Um, again, I think, you know, Jungle Boy is a guy that, you know, has potential, you know, needs to be built back up a little bit. So I'll go ahead and say Jungle Boy ends up winning this match here. I mean, maybe again, maybe there's a possible TNT title opponent. Who knows? AEW, whatever, All-Atlantic title. Maybe they'll create a Tarzan, King of the Jungle title that Jungle Boy could win too. Who knows? But Jungle Boy is obviously somebody that needs this win more than Christian. So I will go ahead and pick Jungle Boy to win this match here. Uh, who are you going with, Chairman? Well, I mean, they could have just had Jungle Boy and Hook keep their weird tag team going, and then Hook could have got on the pay-per-view card, and then they could have been one of those tag teams in that terrible fiddle four-way match and maybe brought some respect to the said division again. No, because heaven forbid Tony Khan book uh, Hook to lose. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's like this feud has just been off and on. Like, I think I'm just done with it. Jungle Boy just needs to win. Christian needs to move on. Honestly, I think the best thing for Christian if it could happen is just go back to WWE and either join up with edge and have one more run as a tag team or have a big giant blood feud. Either way, I'd be fine with those two going at it one more time. I don't know, but that's just where I'm at with it all. So 
Jungle Boy wins, whatever. I mean, I think the real thing everybody wants to see is have Gangrel come back too and have the Brood reunite and then have the Brood go through a tear in the WWE in 2020. Have the Brood feud with Judgment Day and have the Brood be able to... I mean, WrestleMania is in four weeks. We did too bad we just can't have the Brood entrance at WrestleMania with that awesome music again. That's what we really need to see. Um, who are you going with, Cam? <laughs> I mean, I, I see that... Uh... Gangrel still uh, wrestles from time to time, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, I personally think that uh, Jungle Boy is a waste of television time. Um, this feud has been dead for a long time, and they're still, I mean, they're kind of just waiting. Christian's back. I mean, it's not going to lead to nothing for either guy. I don't really feel like um, Christian, again, one of those signings when they brought in, it was like, okay, you know, that's cool. You know, even when he comes back in WWE, it's not a big deal. Um, I really have no interest in this feud. I think it's, like I said, it's been it's been dead to me for a while. Um, Jurassic Express kind of run its course. Um, they're kind of just there now. In AEW, uh, Christian, the same thing. I mean, the match will probably be okay. Um, Jungle Boy wins the match. Um, but, I mean, he needs to just go by his name. And, I don't know, I just, nothing about him screams money or screams, like, even remotely entertaining. It reminds me of a $10 indie, which is totally fine, by the way. Yeah, don't want to get any indie folks listening to this show upset about that. Uh, yeah, no, that's actually the one. I, I know nobody liked Jim Ross's commentary on AEW, but the one good thing that he did do is calling him Jungle Boy Jack Perry because if you want a guy to be a mainstream star for you and get potential, I don't, you know, Jungle Boy isn't the name to do it. It's his name, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And you say, hey, yeah, it's the son of Luke Perry, former actor, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's how you get people to care more about it. Um yeah, sorry. We're ripping on Jungle Boy here. Hey, man, at least you're dating Anna Jay, so good for you. Uh, let's go to uh, Chris Jericho, Ricky Starks. Um, I still don't under, I still don't really care for the logic about why this match is taking place. I mean, Ricky Starks beat Jericho in their last singles match. I know he got beat down afterward, and then, you know, Ricky Starks making him, Jericho, go through things, or, you know, wanting to rematch. Is this weird? I don't know. Like, again, it feels like it's a waste of Ricky Starks, but... Um, I'll let you start here, Chairman. Who do you got? Something tells me that this feud will continue further. So I feel like Jericho's just going to win because they had that whole stipulation where the JS is banned from ringside. So either a new member or some squirrely shenanigans is going to happen. I don't know. I like Ricky Starks. I think there's some potential there. But I don't know. Old man Jericho seems to always kind of win when not needed lately. I don't know. I, this match has no interest in me, honestly, so whatever. Jericho, just win. I don't care. <laughs> uh, who are you going with, Cam? I mean, I kind of agree. I think they they want to extend this a little bit further, so I think Jericho wins. I mean, then you almost need like a best-of-three series, but I hope it doesn't go that long. But Jericho feuds in AEW have been, you know, going on for forever. Um, so I could see this extending at least one more pay-per-view. Um, at the end of it, though, I feel like Ricky Starks has grown on me. I, let me let's see what he can do after this. If they do kind of push him, up, excuse me, push him back up for maybe a TV or <clears throat> there's too many titles in fucking AEW for the TNT champion or the TBS championship, the Ring of Honor television championship. I think he's done a great job of progressing his character. But yeah, I think Jericho wins the first one, and then this this kind of continues on uh, next few weeks. 
Yeah, this will obviously be punishment for Ricky Starks for being seen at uh, Royal Rumble with Cody Rhodes. That's obviously why Jericho is going to win here. Uh, but no, I agree with your guys' reasons too. Yeah, I mean, it's 1-0 Starks right now. Jericho picks up the win here, makes it 1-1, and you can either main event an episode of Dynamite with these two guys fighting each other. Or, I don't know if you, you know, it's a Jericho feud, so it could last all the way to double or nothing. Who knows? But yeah, I'll go ahead and say uh, Jericho wins this one as well. Uh, that leads us to the one match I'm kind of looking forward to on the show, the Texas death match between John Moxley and uh, Hangman Adam Page. Uh, you know, obviously Moxley, the guy that's been carrying the company a lot recently. Uh, Hangman Page, a guy that we thought could have been carrying the company at one point, uh, but that, you know, seems, to, you know, obviously it's not completely gone, but it hasn't gone, I think, as people want. So, uh, Cam, I'll let you start here first. Um, who do you got? And over under four and a half minutes before John Moxley bleeds in this match. Oh, shit. Let me think about the over-under on it. I mean, he might come into the match bleeding. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go with, with Hangman. I think that I think it's the right thing to do. I think Hangman needs it more than Mox does. Um, I think maybe Moxley finally, him and Renee get to take a fucking vacation that was supposed to happen forever ago, but Tony Khan made him come work Rampage or some shit, uh, and he's been back since. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be fantastic. I think this is... I'm looking forward to this match the most just because I don't I think the main event's going to have too much smoke and mirrors and downtime and bullshit um for it to be an overall great match. Um so I think this is going to be the best match. Uh I think Hangman wins. This kind of elevates him and um maybe something tells me that maybe Adam Cole comes out at the end and kind of they have a little stare down or something cuz it's you got to have Adam Cole come back at this point. You can't have him show up on fucking Dynamite promote a stupid documentary and then not have him come out and wrestle start shit with somebody something so this could be a good point to get um adam cole back involved you know him and him and uh hangman obviously have a history so they could reunite that if they want to do that but i think hangman wins mox gets a at least a mini vacay and adam cole returns yeah, uh, I agree with you. Uh, Moxley's, but we said every time we talk about AEW, how much Moxley has done for them. I mean, he won the Observer Wrestler of the Year over Roman Reigns. Uh, but, you know, he helped them out when Punk and uh, Mega and the Elite stuff happened. Uh, when MJF wasn't around, you know, he was the guy that they leaned on. And like you said, you know, they got, you know, Punk, they got their kid, uh, you know, I'm sure Moxley would like some time off. You know, it's he's been bleeding every single week on friggin' Dynamite. Uh, Renee's got these distractingly bright green pants she's wearing. Uh, you know, maybe, I'm not a fashion expert, though, so I wouldn't say, you know, get some other pants. But, oh, my God, those were just too bright and distracting the other day. Um, so who knows? But, yeah, I mean, it's both guys are going to bleed. I'm going to I actually agree with you. I can see a situation where fucking Mox is walking to the ring and he just grabs something and just bashes himself on the head with it. And he's bleeding before the bell even starts like 100 percent. See that be a scenario happening. But, yeah, I mean, Hangman needs to win more. He needs to get built back up uh, as far as credibility goes. And no matter who wins the the main event uh, for the title, he's got history with both of them there. So uh, he could potentially be a next challenger. So I'm going to go with Hangman too. Uh, who are you going with, Chairman? Yeah, I'm going to take the under four and a half minutes for Mox to bleed. That dude bleeds like every single match. Like so points where it's annoying. Um, Yeah, I would say if, I agree if he has Hangman needs to win. Hangman needs to win more than Moxley. Like Moxley loses the match, whatever. Like, that dude's established as hell, whereas 
Heyman loses big match like this, it's like, okay, well, you got nothing to claim for anything major anytime soon. You can go hang out with Dork Order again or whatever it is you're going to do. Like, if he gets an established win here against John Moxley, you know, <clears throat> Heyman definitely would have a claim to, you know, number one contender, you know, possibly, you know, faked on the winner of MJF and Brian Danielson. I mean, that's how big this match is, I feel like. So, Heyman wants to get back in that conversation and try to win the AEW World Championship. He has to beat you know, one of the most decorated champs of AEW, John Moxley. So, hey, man, should win this match if he wants to get there. All right, that takes us to the triple threat match for the AEW Women's Championship. We got Jamie Hayer defending against Soraya and Ruby Soho. Seems like forever they're still trying to build to uh, AEW Originals versus Newcomers feud, and then, you know, Ruby Soho is kind of in the middle of it and still kind of is. Um I don't know, Ruby Soho was just kind of disappointed in her run so far in AEW. I mean, she's been injured a couple times. That hasn't helped. Uh, but same thing with Soraya. I mean, at least they've had the re- the thought process to realize she wasn't getting over with what she was doing, and they turned her heel, and they had Tony Storm go along with it too. So, you know, it was actually smart to turn Soraya heel there. I mean, Jamie Hayter still kind of feels like, you know, despite being champion, she's kind of playing second fiddle a little bit to Soraya and Ruby Soho and the angle going on there and Dr. Britt Baker at the same time, too. Um, But, you know, she's still over. She's still one of the most popular acts on the roster. I could see a scenario where the title changes here, but I don't think it will. So I'm going to go ahead and say I think, you know, keep the title on Jamie Hayter. I still kind of get the idea they're trying to build to like a blood and guts match between the AEW original women and then like the ex-WWE women that have come in. Uh, so I could see that definitely playing out. But I think Jamie Hayter retains here. There's no reason to take it off her yet. So I'm going to go ahead and pick her. Uh, who are you going with, Chairman? This might be the toughest match to pick, honestly, because... Between Jamie Hayter and Soraya, you got so many different avenues. Like, if Jamie Hayter were to retain here, you know, there's so many potential matches there. And then, of course, sure, it cooled off all the what happens if Britt turns on Jamie talk, but, you know, this is kind of the time where it would happen now since they both kind of made the face turn and everyone's not expecting it now. Well, Jealousy rears his ugly head and Britt could turn on her and then, you know, maybe double or nothing, you could do that match. I don't see Ruby Soho have a chance in hell winning this match, but there is possibility here of Soraya winning because obviously she's well-known, she's popular. You know, this could be kind of like her last hurrah. We don't know how much time she has, you know, for the injuries she's had over the years. And this would obviously be a shock if she won the title. She'd be a major heel. She had Tony Storm in her corner. You know, this could definitely lead to a lot of things. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm going to tilt here, I think. I'm going to go with Soraya winning just because of her recognition. This would kind of keep that AEW Originals and, you know, invasion from the WWE group kind of, like, going, keep that story going. And then maybe, you know, we'll get to a Britt-Soraya match at some point again. We've already had. But, I mean, you know, there's a lot of uh, what-ifs there. So, or Jamie gets revenge. I mean, you know, it can go either way, honestly, I think. You know, maybe Ruby Soho shocks us all, but I don't see that. So I'm going to say Soraya. All right. And who are you going with, Cam? I mean, I think they're going to go with Jamie Hayter here. I think that she's had a really good run. I think they've actually developed a nice star out of, you know, the 
talent that they brought in that weren't exactly household names. So I think it's going to be a great match. And I don't really see them taking the title offer, to be honest with you. All right. And that leads us to our main event, 60-minute Ironman match for the AEW Championship with MJF defending against Brian Danielson. Uh, you got Danielson dropping F-bombs on Dynamite last night, getting bleeped out. Uh, this match is kind of interesting to me because MJF's title run has kind of been the uh, a bit of a disappointment. I mean, you've got like, you know, MJF going through the same stuff that he's been doing with all of his programs of putting obstacles in his guy in everybody's way. Uh, you know, you've got that going on. It's like, you know, I think they... I still think they seriously missed out on putting, like making MJF a face when he came back and instead of just going back to the same old MJF shit with, you know, him talking about wanting to, you know, kill himself and how his, uh, you know, his, I guess, real life fiance left him uh, because he wanted to be AW champion so badly. And then the whole thing with the car ride, it's just like, I don't like It doesn't work for a character like MJF. Like, it's just weird. Like, and bringing up stuff like, you know, how, you know, you know, the belt is the only thing keeping him from killing himself. It's just weird. I don't care how real life you're trying to make it. It just hasn't been clicking. And again, we talk about how AW doesn't like to hotshot stuff here, but this might be a case where I, I might be talking myself into it, but uh, it's your turn chairman first to go around the horn here to go first. So who are you going with? Well, it's sort of the year I predicted that MJF would keep the, title for the entire calendar year i see no reason why he doesn't survive this because everything is screaming brian danielson should win this match because it's an iran match and brian danielson's the better wrestler etc etc he cut the better promo last night to almost sell me on the pay-per-view then i remembered oh that's right there's the rest of the pay-per-view that's not very interesting to me but you know at the end of the day mjf is dirty and he's going to do some stuff that just uh, cheat the win. You know, he'll find a way. He always does. You know, where he pays somebody or use some underhanded tactics. I mean, I don't know how it's going to go or how many falls this is going to be, but he's going to sneak his way into the title, you know, keep it. And, you know, there's a lot of questions of what would be next for him, whether it be Heyman Page, Kenny Omega, you know, somebody else, maybe Adam Cole. I mean, we don't know at this time. But, I, I mean, Brian Edison's obviously winding down. I don't see him being the guy to pull the title. I think he's fine putting guys over, kicking heads in, whatever it may be. So, that being said, the reign of terror continues. All right, who are you going with, Cam? I mean, outside of – I mean, this could be a spot you could plug in Adam Cole. Um, I don't know. Outside of someone coming back, I mean – I agree. We like MJF, but the title run's been flat. He's still not a great wrestler. I think this match is going to be smoke and mirrors and bullshit and MJF. Uh, Danielson chasing MJF around the arena, all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, the the way I see it playing out is, you know, no pinfalls for a a while. And then MJF says, screw it, and cheats to, you know, Danielson will get a a pinfall because, you know, um, MJF is going to cheat, hit him with a chair, something like that, just beat the crap out of him. And then, you know, Danielson's up one nothing. MJF gets two pinfalls in a row. <clears throat> and then somehow I still think that Brian Danielson still wins the match like three to two or something like that. Um, 
I just think it's time. I think Danielson's earned it, to be honest. If not now, win type of situation. Like, how many more years, matches does Danielson really have in him? I mean, I know he talked last night on AEW that he left. You know, alluded, he alluded to leaving the WWE. You know, they were going to pay him for the rest of his life, but he wanted to fight and all this stuff. But how many realistically fights does he have in him? I mean, we need at least one world title run. MJF's in his mid to late 20s. I think he's in mid 20s. Um, he's got plenty of legs in him, whether it's for AEW or WWE. Um, as his career moves on, we'll see about that. But I think it's just time for Danielson to be the champion. I think the crowd will be very happy. Um, this Again, this is a spot where you can plug in Adam Cole if he wanted to and have Cole come out to be the next challenger. And MJF can do something. Um, but I think it, at first it's been great, the buildup, he gets the title, everything. But yeah, the last few weeks, it's kind of like they're scratching at the claw to what they're going to do. Um I just remember I, I tweeted out, joked about like them actually doing this Ironman match, and they're really doing it. And it's not going to be a Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels classic. It's not going to be, you know, hell, even Sasha Bailey, 30-minute 30, 30 women Ironman match classic. It's going to be smoke and mirrors and bullshit, and I still think Danielson wins and goes the crowd uh, goes home happy. Or even what, the Rock Triple H from 2000. I mean, that had a lot of smoke and mirrors, too. Uh, hell, I mean, I, I always joke that the one ma- good match Orton Cena had was their Iron Man match that they ended up having. But, yeah, I mean, the more I think about this, the more I'm also on the Brian Danielson train. Like you said, if not now, when? I mean, we know he's a guy that doesn't have much time left, probably. I mean, I'm sure he wants to keep fighting, but, you know, the guy, I think the guy's also up there in age. He's got a family now. Uh, you know, he had does have a history of concussions, so that's always lingering there in the background. So who knows? Uh, you know, you would think you would think if, if MJF loses here it might be a sign that he's not signed to a full-time contract. I mean, I would think if they put the title on him and give him this much hype and keep the title on him this long, you would hope he's signed through longer than 2024. But like I said, there's just this reign has been off and, you know, Danielson's a guy that's well respected by the fans, pretty much everybody universally loves him. I think him getting a big win here helps and, you know, we talked think we've talked about before in the show where Danielson's guys like He's the main event or your big star who hasn't won the big match yet. And if he doesn't win here, it's just another big match he doesn't end up winning. So, again, I know they don't like pulling the cord on these title runs this quickly, but I'm going to go ahead and say Danielson uh, wins this match. I think he walks out excuse me, as AEW champion. And we get kind of like a reset at the top of AEW. And like I said, Paige is there right away. And he can challenge her if he wins the Texas death match. Adam Cole is there too. So lots of potential challengers there for Danielson if he wins. Um, so that is our AEW preview. A couple quick WWE things I want to touch on here. Um, first, uh, I guess I'll just ask this in the form of a buy or sell question. Uh, I'll ask you, Chairman, first. Buy or sell that Becky and Lita winning the w- women's tag titles on Raw was the right move? I think so, because as much as we like EO and Dakota, you know, over the years, you know, obviously you're going into WrestleMania, biggest event of the year for wrestling. Lita's obviously one of the greatest women to ever do it. Becky is the now. So, you're going to get the casual fan maybe interested in the product. You know, this is huge buzz. And, you know, there's a lots of ways you can approach WrestleMania now. I think I tweeted about this the other day. Like, you know, we speculated that you're going to do Lita Trish and Becky versus Damage Control at Mania. But now you can do other things. 
Like you can do Trish and Bailey one on one, and you can do Lita and Becky versus Ronnie and Shayna because everyone keeps saying that those two want to face off for the women's tag titles. And now, see Lita and Becky versus Ronnie and Shayna would be a bigger match than Damage Control in those two because obviously there's the big rivalry of Ronnie and Becky. You know, you throw Lita in there, you're gonna get some casual buzz. You're gonna get some, you know, buzz from fans of the past, and then obviously the people that like the now. So. And then, of course, Trish Stratus and Bailey will be huge as well because, again, Trish is one of the most biggest wrestlers back in the day versus Bailey. Don't know if they're doing this, of course, but definitely the right move. I'm hoping they go this route. You know, unfortunately, Dakota and Io will lose out on this. And, of course, there's rumors that saying Triple H wants to make it a small WrestleMania event, but they'll get their moments down the road. But, you know, when you got legends and big names and big draws in Hollywood, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah, I think you can put, even make it a triple threat match, and you can say the champs want the rematch and throw Dakota and Io in there too and have Trish Bailey one-on-one. I think the six-woman thing is out the window now that uh, Becky and Lita ended up winning the titles. Um, You're not going to leave Ronda Rousey off your WrestleMania card, so you know I think you're going to get some kind of tag title match with them. I think it'll end up being a triple threat. Uh, and thank you probably go Bailey versus Trish one on one. Um, you know, to, you know, it's a good spot there for Bailey. Uh, I think, you know, Bailey did her interview where she said she was off WrestleMania last year and she's wanted to, you know, make up for that. So, yeah, I mean, I know some people have a problem with Lita winning a tag title, but I, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, what about you, Cam? No, I buy it. I mean, I think it's the best option. I think this is the year for for uh, Rhea and Bianca to shine on on for their or excuse me yeah Rhea and Bianca to to shine for like the the main the main matches but I think that this is a good spot I think I even think Bailey and or excuse me Becky and um, Lita retain the titles at WrestleMania and Lita has maybe like a mini run if you will she doesn't have to wrestle every week you can you know get her to go for a couple months or something like that <laughs> she looks clearly in physical shape to um, have a couple of matches I think it'll be a fun storyline I think it's a way to keep Becky Lynch, who is arguably the number one star, you know, it keeps her in the limelight, you know, without having to be a champion <clears throat> and things like that. So I think it's, it's a good spot. I agree with you. I think it becomes a triple threat. They're not going to leave Ronda off the card. Um, and then, yeah, Bailey versus Trish Stratus makes sense. Probably a dream come true for Bailey. Uh, she gets a big WrestleMania win. And then at some point, I think we'll see damage control kind of go their own way. And then we also pretty much got the confirmation this week that it's going to be uh, Brock Lesnar versus Omos at WrestleMania. Well, that's confirmed. Then you got Bray Wyatt against Lashley looking like it's going to take place, too. And, man, I just – I saw that happening. I was like, I'm like, there's no way they're actually doing this Lesnar and Omos match. Really? Really? And then they went ahead and did it. And apparently, you know, there's various stories out there. There was one report that Brock and Omos was a Vince McMahon idea, but then that was seems to be kind of shot down and then – more, there are more reports saying that Brock was basically given like, hey, you know, what do you want to do out of all of this? And he nixed the Bray Wyatt thing again, as he, he did a few WrestleManias ago where he ended up fighting Dean Ambrose, John Moxley instead, and decided to go against Omos. I mean, at least it'll be a win for Brock. I mean, Brock hasn't won at WrestleMania since, I think, WrestleMania 34. Um, so uh, that could be a good win for them there to finally win it. I'm sure it'll be a nice, easy payday for uh, Brock to a quick short match. Cause there's no way that's going long. I found it kind of hilarious that Omos wasn't even out there during the, like the why Brock wanted to do this match thing. And then, you know, he beats up MVP and man, I mean, I don't know, like, 
I am just so down on Bray Wyatt right now. I don't even care if he's one of the top merchandise sellers in the company. I don't get what this gimmick is supposed to do for anybody at this point. I mean, it's got to be, I think, the biggest disappointment when it comes to people that have been brought back. It's like, yeah, you can bring up other people, but I mean, like a team like uh, Hit Row at this point is just a nothing more than mid-card fodder. Uh, you know, Braun's been actually been picking up his game recently, but I just don't get what we're supposed to be thinking with this Bray Wyatt thing. And I just wish, I kind of wish, I think I said, I kind of wish Brock actually said yes to it because I just wanted to Brock to completely no-sell everything, be like, this shit is stupid, destroy the Firefly Funhouse, toss Uncle Howdy through a uh, stage or off the ramp, I don't know. Like, and I just feel like we're going to keep getting more of this, though, because I'm sure Alexa Bliss is going to get Brie back involved with this. And there's been all this talk about the Wyatt Six. And it's like, I am not looking forward to seeing whatever this incarnation is coming through onto the main roster. I mean, uh, you know, you're willing to give him, obviously, a chance, but it's been so long since Bray came back. I mean, what, since, like, I want to say October at this point, maybe September, and it just hasn't amounted to anything at all. Uh, what are your thoughts, Cam, here as we finish up? Well, I mean, first of all, I think babyface Brock Lesnar is, is, is a, just been a badass, been a pleasure to watch him in the, his white lightning, as he called it on Monday Night Raw against uh, when he was talking with MVP. I mean, it is what it is. It's WrestleMania. I mean, we don't want Brock fighting the same guys. Do I want to see him fight Lashley again? No. I mean, obviously he's not facing Roman, so you go over the roster, and if he's you know supposedly nicks and matches with Bray Wyatt, you kind of look at the roster. All the top guys pretty much have a spot. I mean, this is fine. Um, does Omos get a win at Brock Lesnar? I mean, Brock does not the kind of guy that doesn't give a shit. So, I mean, he, he gets paid. He's going to have fun. He puts over Omos. He doesn't really care. Um, I don't know who's going to win that match. We'll talk about that in a few weeks. Um, I mean, I totally buy it. I think Brock Lesnar babyface has been badass. I think MVP has been doing a good job representing Omos. So, you get a... You get a battle of the big guys at WrestleMania on one of the nights, and it's fine. There's going to be plenty of good matches. A fucking Brock Lesnar versus Omos matches are going to kill you, internet crybabies. Um, and then, yeah, I don't – I hate to do this, but, yeah, it's it's been months, and we haven't really seen much out of Bray. Um, he's finally moved on from LA Knight. Him and Lashley is going to be weird. Um, I don't know. I just – I thought he'd come back. They would have something really planned out, and I don't know if they don't have – good ideas or they're just really stalling on it, waiting it out. Maybe they're, I don't know the Wyatt six stuff. Who knows? And yeah, here Cameron Grimes is going to be in it. I don't know. I think they need to speed up the process. And once we get to WrestleMania, we need some characters revealed. We need something. We need some momentum. Cause as much as I love Bray Wyatt, the character and everything that he's done very cool over the years, sometimes when it gets slow, it gets boring and it gets gimmicky and it gets kind of goofy. So I hope they can move past that and let's see some, actual character development let's see him like wrestle some people like i don't know let's let's see something all right chairman what are your thoughts here as we wrap up i think to quote seth rollins bye bye bitch is what brock lesnar said anything involving the do with bray wyatt like he wants no part of that supernatural storyline shit but man omos is such a letdown because like i remember months ago there was talk you know brock lesnar gunther that would have been sweet and, you know, you could even do, like, Brock Lesnar and Sheamus. But, man, Omos. It's just going to be a squash, and Lesnar will get a win. He'll get the payday, whatever. But it's like, man, I don't know, man. It's just – I feel like Brock Lesnar WrestleMania, like, you think you're, like, he gets something big. I heard there was a rumor of Steve Austin, actually, but I guess I got nixed. But, you know, whatever. You hear all kinds of crazy rumors this time of year. It is what it is. And Lashley getting involved in the Wyatt thing is just as weird because, like, Lashley's, like, this serious dude and, like, 
you know, everybody got involved with Sami Zayn's sisters. Cringe storyline that was. Um, But yeah, you know, I guess, you know, I'm with you guys. I mean, Bray Wyatt, when he came back, you know, I was excited. I like his new theme entrance song, but then it's just like, okay, yeah, it's Uncle Howdy revealed. It's never going to happen. Where's this going? Mountain Dew pitch black match. Like, this is just not cool. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, just, I'm just disappointed. Like, I mean, hopefully something with Lashley gets better, but then you see what you saw with that whole Wyatt video, and I just don't know if it's weirded out or what. But, yeah, Lashley's just like, well, I guess this is what I'm doing for WrestleMania with some thumbs up. But, I mean, these are probably some programs on this promising WrestleMania that I'm probably not looking forward to. And most of the WrestleMania card that I've speculated, or we do know, does look fantastic. I would actually pay 50 bucks for it, unlike another pay-per-view coming up. But, yeah, some of this stuff right now, right, I'm not sold on. But, you know, there is some time to sell me on it. I'm not going to lie. But right now, just, nah. All right, and that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week to talk about the fallout from AEW Revolution, uh, talk about the first Cody Roman Reigns interaction taking place this Friday on SmackDown, and whatever else pops up in the world of WWE, AEW, maybe Jay White possibly making a signing at some point. Who knows? Lots of things to talk about as we head into the WrestleMania season. So for my co-host Cam and the chairman Stephen Vincent, I am Justin C. signing off, and we will talk to you guys next week.